Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today we are joined by Susan Chavez. Hi Susan, how are you? I'm great tonight, Laura. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for coming. It's a late night. It's an after hours uh, podcast. So Susan Chavez, born and raised in the Bronx with two older sisters, had a hardworking mom whose husband, your father, passed away in his early 40s. Now, Susan, you're a mom and grandma with diversified interests. You previously were an educator in several states in the USA, and a UFT rep, a hypnosis practitioner, a Chervier community gardener, a hiker, traveler, artist, combining these interests as an active participant with NYC Urban Sketchers, Plain Air Sketchers, did I say that right? Yes, that's right. Reader, museum and theater goer, volunteer with the Westchester Arts, and president of the Riverdale Art Association, exhibiting your artwork in solo and group shows, and more recently, plant-based cooking creations. Retirement has afforded you the time to take classes of interest and to explore and enjoy the many pleasures of being alive. Older adults are often put in a box based on age. Your attitude has allowed you to feel as young as the folks you're with. Keeping yourself in good health, remaining active, learning new things, you ziplined, tried the trapeze and trampoline, you eat well and you and socializing has helped you feel younger than your chronological number might suggest. Being positive, creating happy mistakes out of what could be negative impacts has kept you strong through life's mishaps. The question that you like to answer is, what can I learn from this experience? Never one to sit for too long, you eagerly look forward you eagerly look toward the next adventure. This interview has been noted on the checklist. Thank you, Laura, for this opportunity. Okay, so Susan Chavez, how are you? I am great. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? So you love art, obviously, right? Yes, and it was something that I discovered early on. I was a craftsperson through much of my life. Mm-hmm. And it grew from crafts to art, photography, and all of the other interests combined so that I had lots of food to think about and to put on canvas and various mediums right. have been used to just get out all of that that I was experiencing inside. So you do, like, I'm not too... You know, I'm not an artist. I'm, I don't know too much about art, but I know there's like watercolors. Like, is there a certain category of art that you do? Well, I started with oil paints. Okay. And really enjoyed doing the oil painting. I had learned how to make my own stretchers and stretch canvases and prep them for work. And I really felt like this was my creation because I started from scratch and made a completed project, which really made me feel good. I have a much harder time using a bought canvas, but I don't have a studio right now, and so I'm buying purchased products to use. But the medium that I've been using more of lately is watercolor, acrylic, pastel, uh, because I've learned how toxic it is to use oils 
in a confined environment. Okay. And I live in a small apartment, so I've got to pick and choose the medium that works well for me now. Is there a certain like uh, category or type of work you like to do? Well, I'm inspired by whatever I see that moves me and sometimes it's a very abstract feeling that I have having viewed something in nature or ex- walked upon a scene that suddenly speaks to me. I've done lots of animals. I've done very abstract work. I stay away most often from portraits. I do landscapes and visual uh, seascapes. Okay. So I, I've been in many different directions with my subject matter. So it's whatever you feel. Yes. Well, it's too bad because I was going to ask you to paint me like the Mona Lisa, but I guess that's not happening. You well, I could do a collage. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I could I'm collage kidding. you and, and you might not like the result, <laughs> but it would be very abstract. <laughs> um, okay. I always like wonder, and then do you enjoy like you know, in the morning, in the night, or it doesn't matter, whenever the urge hits you to like create something? Well, um, I'm, I'm very, very active and my schedule is all over the place. So I have to do it when I've got some time. Although I do work with a group called New York City Plain Air Sketchers and we go out and about. And when they schedule an event that appeals to me or a place I've perhaps never been, Mm -hmm. I will try to arrange my schedule so I can go out and sketch what I'm seeing. Right. With them. So I'm flexible to some degree. Otherwise, it has to do with the lighting. If there's some sunlight coming in my apartment and I'm working on a canvas, then that's the opportune time for me to work on that canvas. So as an artist, it's never good to at night? I, not for me. Not for you. Not okay. for me. Um, is there any place in Riverdale that really inspires you when you want to get an idea? I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. What do you think? I I feel like you're going to say Wave Hill. Well, I was. That was on my list. But the other thing I do is I love to walk. Okay. And I will walk through Van Cortland Park, and I've sketched there by the lake. I've sketched the trees by the main um, area where they have the the track. I also like to walk along the Palisades. And so on Palisade Avenue, there are a couple of very small parks that have seating areas that overlook the river. Okay that overlook the train. Over down and, here? Yes, okay. and the south end of Riverdale. And I get inspired there too. I've often sat and met people. I'm, I'm friendly and I like to talk to the surrounding folks. Mm-hmm. And people have stopped to ask me, what am I sketching? What am I doing? And in, I engage with them, um, which also motivates me to keep on painting out of doors. Now, when you sketch, like let's say we're sitting at the lake and you see this the trees and the setting you want to do. How long would it take you from beginning to end? Well, it depends. I might make a few thumbnail sketches, little small sketches, because I always have a little pad in my in my fanny pack. You're taking or in it my out book. now. Let's I'm see. going to show it to you. I the one it. I have with me is really little. Oh my goodness! And so I will always have a sketch pad with me. So if I'm out even walking through Fieldston and I see people walking dogs, I might stand there and sketch the people walking the dogs ahead of me. There are houses that have have struck me, especially around Halloween, where they were decorated so beautifully, I'll stop and and sketch the house. So it's not a finished project. It's just a quick thumbnail or perhaps a photograph and then you that I may home. go home okay. and work on. I see. Yeah. Now, have you ever been to, um, I believe it's called Indian Pond in Fieldston? Oh, absolutely. I I've love done, that place. The turtles. I have, yes. I have done many photographs because I do like photography. Okay. And I have gone home and sketched them and actually took a small pastel pad with me one day mm-hmm. and sat on the bench and just did a, a, a yeah, small pastel very, sketch. It's a very peaceful area. Yeah. 
Yes, it really is. So Riverdale has a whole lot going for it. Absolutely. And then, of course, I like to jump in my car and, and go to places that surround the area. And the foliage and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you are the president of the Riverdale Art Association, and this is a, a nonprofit? Yes, it is. Is there like a, a location for it? We don't have a, a home base, but we do have a monthly meeting the first Tuesday of every month. And we have it over at Hudson House on Johnson Avenue. It's a senior residence and they very kindly, as many of the businesses in this area, have generously offered us the use of a room in their building to have our meetings. Um, and we have a monthly meeting, as I said, during much of the year. We we take a break during the summer and we will invite professional artists in in various fields uh, we will do shares of our membership. People mm -hmm. will bring work in that they like to get input from others right. or they just like to tell us about the process uh, of what they're creating and um, we also have solo exhibits all over Riverdale and we're expanding so we have uh, an exhibit at ethical culture we've okay. got a solo we we've now decided to use that for solo exhibits and we have exhibits at Christ Church Parish Hall they have uh, we have an opening coming up on the 14th of November there called celebrations it's a beautiful exhibit we just hung it we have another one that will be going up at the Riverdale Temple on Independence Avenue that's called reflections and that opening will be on the 29th of November and all of this is publicized in the Riverdale Press. We've got someone on our team who does wonderful publicity so that the community knows and the businesses, many of them mm -hmm. have offered to put up our posters so that people in the neighborhood very know. Ni very nice. And we welcome them to come and view and the artwork is for sale so they see something that appeals to them, they're welcome to purchase it. Um, and we have some very, very talented people in our group. How we many have almost are? 60 now. We, we have grown amazingly over the last several years. We have grown quite a bit. And the artwork is very varied. Many different mediums that people choose to work in. Um, it's often theme related. We try to select a broad theme so people can tap into their reserves and create something wonderful. And the work has been just astonishing because we've got people, as I said, of different levels uh, who have studied for much of their lifetimes or right. very recently. And people who are trying new mediums and things they're comfortable with. So it's worth coming. The receptions are wonderful. We often have music accompanying the reception. We do artist talk. Right. And so I you was learn. At the, that was your event at the temple, right? Yes. Was that can, a month or two ago? Uh, yeah, it was It was the one six weeks ago because we just weeks took ago. that down. That and that's great how event. long they're usually up, uh, six weeks. And each exhibit is different. It was like an auction. Like you could buy it right there, right? It was Yes, beautiful. and we have prints also that are for Beautiful, sale that yeah. are a little less costly than the hanging original And you had a nice little spread and you had a jazz band. It was yeah. beautiful. It was really beautiful. Yeah, I went there. I, yeah, it was great. And then the artist spoke about their work. It was very, It was really great. It was amazingly set up, I have to say. Thank you. Thank sure. you. Um, now, if I'm a young artist or an artist or an artist that's not too confident or any kind of artist and I want to become part of Riverdale Art Association, how do I do that? Okay, we have uh, a website. Okay. We're on Facebook. Our website is RiverdaleArtAssociation.org. All of the information and our newsletters and videos of parts of each of our exhibits 
artists are, are selecting a piece mm-hmm. to put in the video of the two or three they may have hanging in a show. So you can view those on the website. All the information about how to join, the fee, the where the membership meetings are, it's all on the website. So it's a good place to check and if you're interested, we welcome everybody. Our meetings everybody. are open. We welcome anybody. We have actually, I know of, of one person in particular who joined, and I said, and what, what is your favorite medium? And she said to me, I don't do art, but I like to support the artists. And I, it's wonderful. I that mean, she's wonderful. a member, and, and she comes to our receptions, and she's just very, very supportive of the group. And as I said, it's growing by leaps and bounds. Um, we have some... We're, we're trying to become more than just a place where you meet and then can exhibit, and you can also learn from each other. We did a couple of get-togethers where it was just a social thing because we like to make it more than just... You want to make a community of artists. We, exactly. Exactly. And uh, we did have an outing. We went to Untermeyer Park during the summer. A number of people came and joined us. We had lunch. Some people decided to sketch. We walked around and socialized. That's nice. And it Especially was just, after this pandemic, it's, it's people yes, are craving this. Yes. And a lot of people who never thought about exhibiting their work are exhibiting their work. And I have to say, I never was interested in exhibiting my work. And I was convinced to by someone who's also a member of Riverdale Art Association. And the reward of, of other people purchasing your work. Of course. Um, it just, it did something that I never expected to feel, but it's it's such a positive way of sharing something that comes from you with the people out there. You know that they want to live with your work because it's speaking to them. And I it's, it's so rewarding to know that your work is being accepted and loved. Uh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. now I'm a community gardener as well over at Chervier, and okay. we have had a lot of support also from the community where we've had grants. We have had um, Eric Dinowitz's office was able to donate some money, and in conjunction with the Riverdale Art Association, he said he's got a new office and he would love it if we could have some work hanging. Oh, that's so cool. And so we sent him images uh-huh. of the New York, the Bronx area, and he selected the ones he wanted. And we currently have, I think it's about 20 pieces of different artwork that he selected. In his office. In his office right on now. 231st Street. Oh my goodness. So that's we're, so cool. It's just really, again, very positive to know that the community is appreciating what we're doing. They're getting joy out of what we're doing. Right. And so it works, and, and it's it's just a wonderful feeling. Well, shout out to Eric Dinowitz, our city council person for yeah. our District 11. And also got, got us some grant money to help fix up our garden. That always is, so yeah, that always was, is the key, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we have benefited on, on many of the things that I'm interested in and a part of have benefited by the connection to local business politicians, organizations, and it's one hand washes the other. We are all supporting each other, and it's making the community a better place to live. Right. Um, Now, see, I would love to join the Art Association, but when I draw a cat or a dog, it's a circle. It's like an oval with four sticks. So (laughs) I think you'll you'll throw me out. If you could meet any artist, dead or alive, who would you want to meet for dinner? Who would I want to meet for dinner? I would want to meet... Hmm. 
I might want to meet Picasso, and I'm not sure why I said that, because maybe because his work is so unusual, and I'd like to know what his thinking is that makes him create what he creates, because everybody's got a different approach to art. And I'm sure that your cat, that looked like a cutout, perhaps, if you worked on it and just went with it, you would create something that you would be surprised at. I don't know about that, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the more you do it, the better you get. What is the best, in your opinion, the best piece of art ever produced? Oh, let me see. I don't know if I have an answer for you. Um... I don't know. And then I would have to decide, am I thinking along the lines of sculpture or painting or architecture? I don't know. I've seen some wonderful things that spoke to me that are so intricate and challenging that from my perspective, I would say the way you did, how could I, if you saw my work, you know, how did they create that? How do they have the skill and the technique and and the imagination to make that thing? Um, I don't know. Artists are a very creative and supportive group of people I have found. The ones that I have met Uh are very positive. They are seeing things that are wonderful, that move them that speak to them and they're sharing it with the world and their nature seems to be very, very positive. Well, I have done a little bit of traveling. You said you're a traveler too. I I have to say, I'm not super, I've seen the Mona Lisa in person in Paris. Um, I'd say my favorite painting would be Starry Night by Van Gogh. I also enjoy The Scream by Edvard Munch. Um, But I will say there was one piece of art that did take my breath away. I'd have to say the Sistine Chapel. That was on believable for anyone that's in the Vatican um, I think for me that's the best piece of art I've ever seen it's just unbelievable well you speak of, of traveling and seeing things when I saw the David uh, that was just blew me away and that's I could in have Florence right yes yeah, and yeah. I, I could have stood there and just gaped all day long and sketched from every angle Right. It was magnificent. It, yes, yes. And, you know, uh, that's why the idea of zeroing in on on one piece or one item or one artist is, you know, it, it, it's something I can't do. I, I can't zero in on just one. And probably it would be very mood dependent also, as well. Where's your favorite place that you've traveled to so far and why? Well, I have traveled pretty far uh, I went with the Urban Sketcher group, worldwide group, to New Zealand oh, in wow. April. Cool. This and April. I, this past April. Super and cool. I said, before I signed up, because I'd never joined them on an, and they do this annually, uh, the worldwide group, and I'd never joined them. And there were places they went that I really wanted to go, but I was unsure of myself and I really didn't know any people. But I said, when I saw the ad for the New Zealand trip, I've always wanted to go, and if I don't go now, when am I going to do it? And I said, Susan, good for you. Sign up. Good and for you. I stayed awake, and I'm not a late night person anymore. But I stayed awake till eleven thirty at night. Oh my god! To sign up, <laughs> to be on my computer, to make sure I got on that trip, and I am so glad I did. Oh, that's amazing. It was a fabulous trip, and I've also been to China and Israel and. South America, I was at the Galapagos, so pick one, but New Zealand was the most recent and it was just glorious. And that's what I love about, you know, I was reading your um, bio, 
there's so many people who work and work and work and they retire and they don't enjoy life and then it's too late. You're not taking that approach. You are hitting it right, like, right? You are just hitting the nail on the head and you're like, I'm going to do everything I can do, learn everything I can learn and experience everything. I'll tell you a little secret. I had a major illness 26 years ago and I am grateful to be alive. I worked hard all my life and I said basically what I said about New Zealand, if not now, then when? In the last six weeks, I have had numerous friends either become seriously ill, gravely ill, or pass away. And it's been a treacherous six weeks uh, to get through. And I realize how every day is so important. I'm reminded of this over and over again. And the fact of the matter is, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not. And so you got to make every minute count, which is why my friends, some of them say, Susan, slow down. You got to pick and choose what you do. And I go, yeah, but I want to do it all. And so that keeps me Oh my God, that's moving. how I feel about nonprofit work. We just keep, keep doing it all. Exactly. I know. I don't want, want who are they to tell us what to do, right? Yeah. You know, I've heard people say, you know what, when I'm dead, I'll sleep. That's, I say that, yeah. Well, I'm already dead inside, Susan. Yeah. But I'm not sleeping. (laughs) But, yeah, I, you know. I really want to keep going as long as I can. Listen, you know, my, I I get not too much sleep, but when I'm up, I want to make every minute count. And I, you know, as long as I have my health. Right. It's, I'm not getting younger, you know, the days are passing and who knows how much longer I'll be able to be active and and have the ability to get up and go. So I want to do it while I can. Listen, I admire that so much. Now, you grew up in the Bronx. I did grow up in the Bronx. I lived on the uh, Grand Concourse near Bedford Park. Okay, now I heard back in the day the Grand Concourse was very ritzy. Is that true? Well, not when I lived there. It was just (laughs) just a middle class area, you know, and I, I... I lived and taught in the same area. I grew up in an area, and my son started his early years in the same area. Right. Uh, and then I moved. I lived in California. I lived in, in Maryland. Um, so I've, I've lived in numerous places. I actually lived for three days in Massachusetts. Three days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life was a little unstable right, right then, whatever. so I lived there briefly. Um, but Did you live in a Motel 6? <laughs> no, that I didn't do. <laughs> Oh, no. But, um, yeah, you know, New York is home for me. And um, my son and his family live in Massachusetts, so I get up there when I can. And when they're not, they're in an area that's um, west of Boston, uh, in Westwood. And it's a very nice suburban area. And the, the, my grandchildren are growing up, and they're active and into everything. And, and they're Patriots fans. And the, they're Yankees. Well, my oh, son is his, my son is the Yankee fan who goes to those games, and he wears his Yankee shirt. And he's, okay, you know he's a Yankee fan. Can't they drive, they drive crazy up there in Massachusetts. <laughs> you think it's bad down here? I mean, they're very aggressive. Um, <laughs> so I want to get into something that I'm very interested in, and I think other people may be too. You are a hypnotist? Yes. Can you tell, like, how did you get into that? How did I get into that? Uh, It was a long, long time ago. My son was just a tot because I was studying in New Jersey and I used to take him in the car and drive and drop him off. And I had friends who lived not far from where the classes were held. Mm -hmm. And then I would pick him up and drive home and go to work the next day. And as I learned the skills I needed... I would 
practice on him getting home so that he would at least get some rest in the car and when he got home, he would zonk right out and go to sleep for and the night. Worked. And it worked. And I've worked with people for many, many different um, reasons. There's been weight control and nail biting. I've worked with people for study, improving study habits. Um, yeah, it's a learning experience. It's very helpful. It can be very helpful. Is it dangerous? You have to be open to it. If you, if uh, in my experience, it's oh. not been dangerous. Okay. It's been a positive thing. Uh, I've gotten only positive feedback from the people I've worked with. And um, yeah, I, you know, I say anything that helps you right. get to a better place right. is beneficial. You know, they use placebos in medicine. Mm-hmm. And if the placebo is something that helps you, then it's as good as a, a pill that's got medication in it. Right. If it's working in so a positive way. So you don't have the way. pendulum. That's just, that's for a I actually one. did have a little crystal pendulum and that, that swung. Well, you know, it's a way to get you relaxed. Okay. And focused. Oh, that's what the point is? Yeah. So, I see, I would do it, but I'm just scared. Like, has anyone ever gone out and then you're, it's hard to get them back? And I also have to say that I don't believe in doing it for entertainment's sake. I mean, I've seen, you know, movies of people, you know, they do this thing and they hypnotize the whole audience. That's not what I do. I work with people for a purpose. And I work with individuals. And the the results have been very positive. And you're still practicing. Uh, I've stepped back because I haven't got time. But I have... Um, given the offer of service to some people along the way who have tried various things that didn't help them and, and listening to what they're working toward, I said, I could help you with this. So I've, I've put the feelers out again because sometimes I need to change what I'm focusing on. So I have to put the art on hold for a little bit so I can get re-energized in that creative direction and put my energy into this. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm still doing it. And I haven't, you know, I haven't spread the word as much as I had when I was doing it for the, besides teaching what I was doing. It, it was the other piece of my life. So now I've got a lot of the artwork taking the big piece of my life and slowly but surely bringing this back in. Right. Um, yeah. That's like so cool. Um, can you tell us about this happy mistake theory that you have? Yeah, well, you know, it's a little bit like putting uh, pre-marked pages in an art book. A friend of mine does artwork sometimes by taking a sketch pad and just taking a black marker and making marks on the page. And I started doing that myself. When you do that, you can create, using that marked page, you can create whatever you want, working those marks into your piece. When I do a sketch lately, I don't work in pencil. I found that when I work in pencil, I'm always using the eraser. And every other line is being erased. And right. I found when I work in pen, the mark is on the page. And I make that mark work into the picture I'm creating. And it comes out far more interesting 
to leave those marks. And those are the happy mistakes. It be, it's an error that then gets worked into what you're doing. And so it's no longer an error. So in life, we should write our story with a pen, not the pencil. That's my feeling. Yeah. You know, be bold. The pencil is, is a safe way. The if, pen, yeah. Exactly. If you feel this and this is what motivates you and this is the direction you're taking, go for it. I feel like, Susan, you and I write in a Sharpie. Yeah. We write permanent markers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that way? <laughs> you should see all the markers in the house. <laughs> Everything's got a mark on it. It sure is. Um, now, you've done the trapeze. I have. Where did you do that? I did that at a club getaway. Um, my son and daughter-in-law had gotten me a birthday gift a number of years ago. And I the first thing I did was say, what do you think? I'm going to go here by myself and do this. And then I went. And I've learned from that experience when something is handed to you, go for it and be positive. I had a blast. They had all of these activities set up. And one of them was the trapeze, and how could I not try it? And I climbed, and I went up, and I don't have good upper body strength, which was <laughs> made how very high clear. up for you? High. Oh I mean, God. for me, it was high. I don't know. Did I you have like a, sh- uh, a rope on you? Uh, we, were t- we were tethered. Tethered. Oh, my but, God. But climbing up Oof. was kind of scary and then reaching and holding on as I said I don't have good upper body strength so holding myself on this was not an easy chore but I will say some years after that I had been up in Tarrytown and they had one of these moving trapeze uh, exhibits I guess it was a um, it was a, a an activity that they set up for kids I don't know if they were all kids. Uh, the group I saw were like young teenagers. And they were climbing up this setup. And they were teaching them. And I was fascinated. And I sat there gaping and gawking at them, watching these kids who didn't evidently have a lot of experience because it looked like they were being shown how mm-hmm. to do it. It was amazing. And, you know, it's like anything else. If you try it, you find that it's fun. It was like zip lining. I zip lined and you did. it was fun. And it was in a circus tent? I was scared. That was that was not. That was in Ecuador. Um, I zip lined. Oh my gosh. And from at the end of the zip line, it was like, you know, now or never kind of thing. At the end of the zip line was a bungee. That was scary to me. Because you didn't have to do the bungee, but I figured I'm up you there. You bungee jumped. But this was a modest bungee. It was really, it was the final piece of the zip line. So you were already not far from the earth. You know, you were up right. taller than a tree, than well, an average still, height tree. Well, still, it's, it's um, that's, that's they, pretty crazy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know if I would do I, it. The hard part was stepping off into air. You're up high and you're stepping off into the air. Right, you're just giving... However, air. when I started bouncing on the bungee uh-huh. what they do is somebody on the ground grabs your legs and pulls you down so that you get on earth and you walk away <laughs> I kept pulling my legs out of the way because I didn't want to stop once I got off uh-huh. the ledge and I was bouncing in the air I was as happy as a lark right and I didn't want to stop bouncing right right it's just that it's just 
it's you know, just at first, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. kind of like jump, jumping out of a plane, I guess, which I've never done. Are you done. doing that next, Susan? No, I don't think so. I think I'll pass <laughs> on that. <laughs> we can do the podcast from up in the plane. <laughs> so I want to also say, um, here at KRVC, where we do our podcast, the executive director, Tracy Shelton, she hosts a monthly book club meeting, and you're part of that book club, right? I am indeed, and I love it. I, and I think KRVC has done wonderful things. I like to come here when they have um, art shows and I like to be supportive of the community right they had a wonderful poetry reading here recently it was just I came in because like I said I like to be supportive of people who are in the arts and it was just it was mind-boggling to hear some of the work that was read by the poets um the book club has been a very interesting way to meet other people and sharing insights and people's perspective on what they're reading. Right. Really. A, it's a nice size group. It's a very nice size group. And it's it's gotten me to read books other than the ones that are sitting at the head of my bed that I'm reading. Right. So, and then you have a, a chance to discuss it with other people who have read the same material and walked away with different things about the book yeah. that, that inspired them or didn't, or they they enjoyed or didn't. And um, it. It's really interesting. It's it's very well run, I think. What has been your favorite book thus far? Well, I have only done two. I I missed one of them. Uh, Susan. Wow. <laughs> I you know I'm busy, busy, busy. Which one? I was away you? actually. Um, this last one, a bitter, sweet bitter, mm-hmm. was a very interesting book, and I was saying that I had had a hard time getting into it initially, and it's but it's written so well. Um, and I said I could relate to it as a young person, as when I was a young person. And even from where I'm sitting now, not as a young person anymore, um, the book was so true to life and it was written so realistically mm-hmm. that it's a book I do recommend. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. I know we do have copies of them in the office. I sometimes pick it up and... There's three copies of the new book for this month. What yeah, is it called? Uh, um, M Train by Patty Smith. M Train by Patty Smith. Yeah, um, I have opened it up and read just the first page uh, last night just to get a glimpse of what's ahead. Looks like it's going to be another interesting read. Good. So very yeah, good. I'm, I'm very happy with a lot of the books that are on the upcoming uh, list. For this year, she put the year, yeah. Well, yeah, she had put out a, a, does anybody have suggestions? And I don't remember the books because I just glanced at it. But it looks like a very interesting selection of books that are on the list. So I'm excited to be part of this group. Oh, that's a, uh, that's yeah. awesome. It's a, I love it. It's very and cool. I also like the fact that the books are soft paperbacks <laughs> that you could take on a subway with you. They right. stick in your handbag. It's not a 600-page home. That well, you don't say that yet. Carry. You never know what's <laughs> Next month. <laughs> well, these are good for me to take into the city when I go to the museums, you know. <laughs> um, so what would your, like, how important it is for you, um, in your opinion, to have art so early in school for children? Oh, I think any of the arts are important. First of all, I've discovered, too, that art is a wonderful tool for letting emotions that may be stressful out. Um Music, I think, is is terrific. It brings people together. It it bring, makes community. I think that children should be exposed to the arts at an early age. 
you know, bring them to a museum, give them the tools they need, encourage them, encourage them to, you know, bang on a drum, a, a pot with a with a wooden. Right. We used to use the the wooden kitchen tools, and we'd bang on the pots and the plastic containers. Um, give them finger paints, encourage them to draw, encourage them to talk, read to them, let them do art, let them make it. You know, make it something that's erasable, that if it gets on the wall, you can wash it off so that you're not worried about what your house looks like when the right. kids are done. But yes, I think it's so important to expose them to it. And there are children who have great art talent if they're nurtured and they're encouraged. So right. I say, you know, let's go all out and support the arts. And I will say this to you. I don't know, maybe other people, the whole point of it is like other people may, you know, when I was a kid... We used to get these coloring sheets in school, these like big, bold black lines and you had a color. It always gave me anxiety. Is that normal? Like, because I, I always wanted to color outside of it. Like, Stay within the lines. Right? Stay like, within the lines. Is that, is that normal? Like, if you have an artistic mind that you don't want to... Very often, you don't want to stay within the lines. You want to make your own... Lines. Yeah, your, your own edges. It doesn't have to end here. It can go beyond. I and I think it's... The teacher's like, this is a mess. And yeah. I'm like, it's my mess. It's my art. Shame on that teacher I for know. doing that to you. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, give them a blank page and let them go with it. Um, I, I actually work with my grandchildren like that. They see grandma doing artwork and they are so creative give them boxes and they, they sit there and they make dioramas and they do collages and one of them breaks the heads off these little toys that they have and puts them on other things and makes these creations um, it's fascinating to see what kids come up with if you just give if them the stuff them. and let them go at it I do remember because um, we're in Riverdale one of my favorite memories 141 RKA they had they had like weekend classes I don't know if they still have it there was clay art, clay making class. Like you could just, that was pretty cool. Well, I was working with the Westchester Arts, had a, uh-huh. uh, a mobile, an arts mobile that they took up to a, a farmer's market up in Tarrytown. And I was helping the artist of the day work with kids on in clay families. And they just had clay out for them right. to create. They were working on bees and beehives. So that was the subject. That was the theme. That's cute. And it was so interesting to see the parents standing over and helping like, the yeah. kids or encouraging these little three-year-old, four-year-olds that, you know, um, I love to see it. I love it. Well, yeah, I, and then like you put like Mod, Mod Podge. I love the smell of that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's <all so> good. <laughs> you know, give them materials that you may not even think would work and they'll find a way to use it. It's, it's really to see their creativity. Right. No, it's it's great. It's yeah. great. Um, and so now you live in Riverdale. I do. Do you want to shout out some of your favorite businesses that you go to? I can tell you a bunch Susan of them. Chavez, First so. of all, I, yeah. I mean, I love KRVC. Uh-huh. Delage, I think they're, uh, the hairstylists, I love what they do with their window. And they invite artists to put out yes. their things. I think that's yes. wonderful. That's really, really nice. The Corner Cafe. Okay. Emiliano's, a little further on the north end of Riverdale. Nice coffee shop. Um, Saver over here. I like Midtown Physical Therapy. Oh, she's a trip. We had her a few weeks ago on the podcast. Oh, I like that place. Moss Cafe, the Garden Gourmet, which is not in Riverdale physically, but down on Broadway. I love it. It's a great store with all kinds of 
you know, from everywhere in the world. You can it find is. stuff. Um, those are some of the places that I like in Riverdale. I, you know, I, I'm in and out. Artisan. I've been. I'm in and out of there. And the local businesses. And they've, like I said, they've all been very supportive. They're willing to put up our posters. They're willing to mm-hmm. um, support us. There's a, a physical therapy that just recently opened on Johnson Avenue. I was in there speaking with them, and I said, "Gee, you have some nice walls in here. Do you think maybe you'd like some artwork?" And the guy said, come in and we'll talk. That's nice. So he said, we're new in the neighborhood and we like to support the locals. And I think it's wonderful that the stores and the businesses are supportive and it means a whole lot. Is there a place, like if you're hungry and we want to go to dinner right now, where are we going? My house. Ah! (laughs) Do you have a favorite restaurant? Um, I don't eat a lot out. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I tried to go more plant-based, although I've been, since I'm back from New Zealand, I've sort of fallen off that wagon. Right. But um, I was really, I was doing the plant-based eating with, uh, Riverdale Senior Center is great. They have a nice art, they have a lot of nice programs there. And I did the uh, plant-based eating with them. That's in the Y, right? Uh, that's at the Riverdale Senior Center. Where's that? Century. Oh, the century. Okay. Yeah, and they were doing that. They they're running another session of it. And while I was doing that program with them, I was behaving myself so well. And all you know, all the bad numbers when you do blood work were in a much better place. And since I'm slipping, they're not in such a great place anymore. So I know I've got to get myself back into that. So I've got a house full of vegetables, root vegetables, beans, and I'm trying to get myself more you know, focused on that kind of eating because I think it's healthier and, and I'll feel better. Would you like to see Riverdale have a vegan restaurant? Yes. Or a cafe? Yeah. Do you think I would it would very do well? much. Um, I would hope so. I think more and more people are, are leaning in that direction. So I think that would be, you know, that would be a big plus. Um, I, I hate to see the empty stores. There are so many vacant places now And I in fear Riverdale. it's going to become more. Well, I, unfortunately, you know, the rents are extremely high. And it's it's a big challenge for a, a startup place. It is. To make a go of it and, you know, be successful and feel that they can walk away. I'm also not thrilled with this outdoor dining that's killing the driving and the parking. It's, you know, there's nowhere to put a car anymore. Well, it, it, it was announced that it's here to stay. But I think they have to dissemble it in the winter and then put it back up in the spring. Because they're now parking on the outside of these structures so that where there used to be two lanes, now there's barely one lane to drive through, which is, you know. But I do believe that it with that, you know, you have to take it down. I think people are not going to be able to afford that. So it's going to take it away, I think, I believe. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And also, every patch of land is being built up. You know, there's whenever you turn around, there's another apartment building going up. So it's, you know, getting to be a little bit, Crowded. Crowded, more like Manhattan. What is one thing you love about Riverdale overall, and what's one thing that you think we could change? I love the community. I, I, I like that there is community here, um, and it may be the things that I'm interested in that have led me to a community of people. My son used to say, I can't stand that the streets close up so early. Um, and I, I think probably some of the younger people might feel that way. For me, they stay everything stays open late enough. Um, some of the businesses that have come in, I would take exception to. I don't know that they're necessarily a big plus. Okay. Uh, I, I think they may call um, the sort of folks that we don't necessarily want... Um, 
taking a big stand in the neighborhood. I'm also very concerned about these scooters that are riding on the sidewalks uh, at high speeds and blowing through red lights. I am those, very concerned, too. Those are, they make me very afraid for the elderly in particular yes. and anybody because they're not looking. They're not being careful. No. They are driving on the right side, going through a red light into oncoming traffic that may not see them and it's really scary and then if they slam into your vehicle and destroy it there's no liability they just drive away there's no license plate there's nothing right it's nothing right. So. and a lot of them are doing it without helmets or anything else so for them it's dangerous as well right. and I I just wish that we could curb that because to me that is making the area very unsafe Right. So um, before we go, I think just tell people again where they can find you, Riverdale Art Association, any upcoming events that you guys have, just one more time. Okay, we have the RiverdaleArtAssociation.org is our website, and um, you can see past videos and and, uh, all the information about upcoming shows on there. We have a reception on Wednesday, November 29th from 7 to 9, Reflections at the Riverdale Temple. We have celebrations. The reception is November 14th, Tuesday, from 7 to 8.30 at the Christ Church Parish House, Christ Church of Riverdale. And we have our regular monthly meeting on Tuesday, Election Day, at Hudson House on Johnson Avenue, 3247 Johnson Avenue. All of that information is on our website, and we welcome you to come and join us and participate in the receptions and come see our artwork. Um, It would be lovely to greet you, and you can learn something about the artists whose work you're viewing. And if we want to get involved in the community garden, how could we go about that? We have a waiting list of um, members. Okay. Uh, Chervier, we also have a Facebook page, Chervier Community Garden. Okay. And there is a waiting list. Barbara Denson, who works out of RSS, is the person who is taking the list of names if you're interested in becoming a participant. We also applied for a grant and we have our fingers crossed that we're going to get it. If we get this grant, if we are the winners, they will restructure our garden and raise all of the beds off the ground to make it easier for the seniors to garden. And it would be a fabulous redo. So we've got our fingers crossed that that comes through. Um, We've been lucky so far, so maybe we get lucky again. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and visit us here at the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Thank you so much to Susan Chavez, and we will see you next time, community. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.